Okay, so we're in Parshus Matos, the last Parsha in Bamidbar, and this is entitled Making Sense of Your Life's Journeys. It's a very ex exciting idea to put all the pieces of your life together. When does it happen? Well, usually at the end of your life, when you have perspective and you're looking back. The Hasidic literature, based on the Medrash that I'm about to tell you, says that just like the Jewish people had the 42 stops in the desert, which we list in this Parsha, so is it every single person in their own life has 42 stops, 42 journeys. Now, if you're in your 60s, you can go run, get a piece of, piece of paper and a pencil and start making a list of those journeys. If you're in your 20s, you probably would find that frustrating. But in any case, it's a beautiful idea. And now let me backtrack and tell you what the Medrash is that this Hasidic literature is based on. It all starts with a question that the Medrash has. Why in the world would the Medrash why world, I'm sorry, would the Torah list these 42 stops? Some of them are pretty embarrassing. You have the, uh, you know, the spies, you have the golden calf. Why would you want to, you know, dredge up these bad memories? So the answer is, of course, that that's not what, it, that's not really what it's about. And the, the Medrash answers it with a story. And the story is about a man who's taking his son who needs very, very critical medical care, taking him to a faraway country. And on the way, they stop many times. And each of these times, it's very challenging because he's in such a weakened state that he, that he has critical medical conditions each time and they barely make it from stop to stop. And finally, they get to their destination and the boy is cured. So on the way back, the, the father insists on going to the very same places that they stopped on the way. Wherever they camped on the way to this faraway land, they stopped on the way back because and each time the father would point out and say, here you fainted, here you had a, an emergency situation, and here we didn't have enough food, and here you, you know, we ran out of water. Why did, why did the father do that? Because he, because he looked back now, he had, he had a sense of the totality of what was going on, and he could see that each of these places were building up their character. It was a test that they passed, and as they passed the test, they grew from it, and that's how they're able to get to the final destination and get to the final cure. And of course, this is reflects back on the 40 years that the Jews were in the desert. These 40 years were us growing from adversity. We had all kinds of tests. We flunked these tests, but we grew from them. And that's how we were able to finally come with the tools to come into the land of Israel. So I have an interesting question for you now. What would you, how would you describe those 40 years? Were there any punishments or are these just consequences? Is these just abilities, you know, learning situations or were they being punished for this and that? So it's a very interesting question about punishments. Does punishment apply at all in Judaism? It's funny because the, the Medrash actually talks about the end of the Parsha also. The end of the Parsha is, yeah, is an obligation to set up the cities of refuge, if somebody kills by accident, they have to run to a city of refuge. So is that a punishment or is that just a consequence? And the time you're at your city of refuge until the, the Kohen Gadol, I'm sorry, dies, is that, is that just, uh, you know, a consequence again? Or is it a learning? You're supposed to be learning and growing so that when you come back home, you realize something and you're a different person. And the, the Medrash, you know, connects that also with the Jewish people going into exile and Adam being kicked out of the Gan Eden. In all these cases, right now we're, you know, during this long dark exile, is this a punishment or again, is it a consequence 
for us to be learning? Is it learning opportunity for us to grow so that when we finally come back at the, at the end of the Messianic times, we're already coming back to Israel, thank God, but when, at the end of the Messianic times, when we'll, be, we'll have new tools and we'll be ready. So, so it's a very interesting question. And the answer, of course, is if you look at the way, what, what do we know about the way God meets out punishment? We know the famous rule of mida kereged mida, measure for measure. For example, if someone steals $100, they have to pay $200. Why? Because, well, $100 is the principle. You have to return it to the person you stole from. The other $100 is to give you a sense of what it feels like to be out $100. Did you ever consider the feelings of your victim before you robbed him? So that's what the Torah is trying to get you to understand and feel and, and change and grow as a person. So you see, that's really the way, the way it goes. It's not vengeance. God isn't punishing just for the sake of seeing somebody in pain and twisting and turning. Ironically, a lot of people, when they read the Torah, they think that's exactly what God is. God is a vengeful God. I had this, when I was in college, my French teacher told me, I read your Bible and God seems very cruel. And of course the answer is, and I told her this very politely, what you read is remotely related to what's in the Bible. You know, many people read, a, even if you read a, a good translation of the, of the Chumash, you would still not really get much depth be very superficial you really wouldn't know what's going on but imagine if you were reading you know the King James Version, which may be the English mistranslated from the Latin which was mistranslated from the Greek then you certainly have no clue and of course that's all done on purpose to protect the Torah Shabalpeh from falling into other hands because it's bad enough that the written Torah was translated we're trying to protect the uh, the oral Torah so that's why, you know, these people are just have the, you know, the translations of translations and not really understanding what's going on at the heart of it. In any case, uh, so the, everything can be misconstrued. And I believe that the Jewish idea of punishment is certainly not about vengeance. It's certainly about everything we were saying up till now, which is opportunities for growth and learning and that's what God wants. So for now, the world will have to wait. There will come a time, right? When the world will have a deeper understanding of who God is. For now, God is waiting for us to finish our journeys. Have a great Shabbat.